0: For a minute, we'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one at a time. I'm Brad. And Dave. And on this episode, we're here to finish out the week with minute seventy-five of Jurassic Park three. Before we get into that, David over at Jurassicpedia dot com, we've got an article up here for the construction crane or Ingen Construction, which is more of a uh, novel canon uh, entry. Uh, we mm-hmm. do get we do know as division or a division of Ingen, which is uh, Ingen Construction in the in the novels. Um, I wanted to bring it up here because. When uh, Amanda and are standing in front of uh, this barge on the uh, on the shore of the river, we've got photos, and I'm pretty sure we've posted them up of the uh, the actual barge, and it says Ingen Salvage on the side of it. Mm-hmm. And even going back to the lab, and even um, Eric and his lab coat with the different colours of the Ingen logo, we sort of theorise that there may be different divisions inside Ingen that look at different things. And I don't I don't think um, a division of engine construction in the in the film universe is too much out of the question either.
1: Oh, definitely not. I think that it's interesting that we haven't seen it because undoubtedly they would have had to have a division set solely for construction, especially on stuff like the Toronodon enclosure on Isla Sorna and the concrete moats and the electric fences and all that stuff, you know? Mm. I mean, they basically clear jungle through mountains in order to set up that park
0: yeah yep. even um i remember there was one bit of marketing one marketing photo coming out for jurassic world which was a guy holding a hard hat and it had engine construction on it and then um you could see the eska blue uh, Cabelco excavator sort of bit fuzzy in the background and a crane
1: oh yeah you're right i forgot about that so yeah it, it does kind of make it into the uh films i guess
0: yeah, and like even, like you mentioned Nublar before with Jurassic Park, just the scale on building a game when they decide to build Jurassic World
1: mm-hmm.
0: is just on a scale, whole new scale and maybe maybe too big too big a scale for one company to be in charge of construction. I know that when there's made up, uh, multiple or large construction projects over here, they have multiple contractors mm-hmm. and companies on it to uh, to complete which makes the uh, the whole secrecy thing <laughs> a whole a whole new nightmare. and Even, uh, oh, I didn't mention we were talking about the aviary and just the scale of construction there, just sort of goes back to that line uh, Hammond had in Trespass, where Costa Rican workers were competent people, but they had to be housed and fed mm. and then later bound to silence. Even though that's Trespass or Canada, not really film Canada, it just, it makes you wonder. <laughs> one, one that little work of his yeah, that little worker village we seen.
1: <laughs> I just remembered something that there's the engine construction. There's the little it says construction underneath the engine logo on the helicopter from the first movie. I
0: remember, I remember seeing that somewhere. Because um, they say here in the novel it's on, it's actually on what the helicopter as well. And I couldn't mm-hmm. remember if it's on that um, on that Sikorsky or whatever it is helicopter that takes them to the island. But
1: yeah, it, it is. does.
0: Yeah i off to update <laughs> this entry <laughs> with a couple of photos. but um, Yeah, no, I just thought it was um, worth bringing up now, especially in this minute where we get to see that engine salvage and the barge. And obviously obviously the, uh, the whole harbour or marina area here on the whole where something's either being built or trying to be built anyway with the whole dock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not really a mercenary, are you?
1: I never said I was. Well, that's
0: true. What are you?
1: Well, I'm like a booking agent. One of the guys guys got sick of couldn't come. Dave,
0: ready to get to minute 75?
1: Sure.
0: As we're in minute 74 of Jurassic Park 3, Alan had fired the flare gun at the Spinosaur, lighting the fuel in the water around the animal. And as it roared and ran off, it struck the crane, sending it toppling into the river along with Paul. As we open on minute 75, the remainder of the crane falls into the water, as Amanda and Eric yell no, and the Spinosaur leaves the river behind, running off into the jungle, never to be seen again. At the 15 second mark, we get a shot of Grant, Amanda and Eric, looking out over the river at the burning fire in the crane, thinking Paul is dead. 29 second mark, Paul emerges beside a sunken barge and yells to Amanda that he's not going anywhere. The family embrace and hug, as the fire on the river continues to burn behind them. At the 42nd mark, we cut to Grant, standing in the morning light in the jungle. The birds are chirping and the jungle's waking up. At the forty-eight-second mark, we cut to Paul, Amanda and Eric, sitting by a tree. Paul's asking if they remember the fishing trip they went on a couple of summers ago, when he was putting the boat in the water and the trailer sank they'd call the tow truck. But it got dragged in too. And this ends at minute 75 of Jurassic Park 3. Leading straight into 75, the Spinosaur seems to walk past the crane. And for the longest time, I thought it swung its tail and hit the crane. That's what ended up sending the crane over. But it sort of just walks past it. Whether it's just the CG model not really looking like it's uh, mm. interacting with the crane or, or what have you. Or maybe the damage is already done. But
1: uh... yeah, Well, the shoulder almost kind of bumps it.
0: Yeah, 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 it sort of just walks past and uh, we get a couple of quick cuts which um a little bit confusing. It yeah, confuses then. the scene a bit but uh, we get the boom falls over as we lose sight of Paul as it does and the time and way he sort of falls it looks like he's fallen directly onto the cab of the crane but I think again it was just the case of uh, we're going to have the actor fall off or make the stunt of uh, the actor or the stunt double fall off, and then a second uh, stunt or second um, set piece of the uh, actual crane collapsing.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I definitely don't think they'll both done it at the same time.
1: No, <laughs> that would I, have been I too had bad. It.
0: <laughs> Amanda and Eric continue to watch in horror as uh, Eric tries to go back into the water, but Amanda sort of stops him and holds him back, and. Uh, we get a very nice CG shot here of that crane surrounded by fire and the Spinosaur walking off away from them into the jungle, which is the uh, last time we get to see the Spinosaur.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only is it like walking out, it kind of just walks away from the fire and onto the shore and into the jungle, but if you notice, the leg is still on fire. Well, it's, it's weird here. I don't know if it's a goof
0: or it's sort of the fires in and in one quick shot it disappears and then all of a sudden it's back again like yeah but yeah it is it is on fire like it's not even (laughs) trying to bite its its fire enough and Mm -hmm. feeling that feeling the heat from that
1: uh from that fire burning on it yeah well as it walks away the fire the flame on its thigh gets smaller yeah and there's a bit of a goof here that kind of drives me nuts every time I watch the movie is the sound mixing. Uh, I, I can't remember which species of monkey was used, but there's a species of monkey that was used during the, uh, or to create the sounds for the rhinosaurus. And it's almost like the sound got a bit isolated at some point because you can hear a monkey screeching as, as it's roaring away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well,
0: all that would have had to be in post when they've added the sounds. Yeah. Because the animals aren't making the sound on set. So, yeah, it's been mixed in wrong or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they've, they've hit the wrong button. But, uh, yeah, that's the end of the Spinosaur. I oh, know it's um, it's not the fan favourite <laughs> and has all its issues, but um, it walking away here versus what's about to happen to it in the script... <laughs> I I think it was probably better for it just to walk away. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Just leaving. <laughs> just leaving like this and never to be seen again.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I've never really questioned it when I, now that I think about it. I mean, it is kind of an abrupt end for the main villain through the film, but, I mean, at the same time, I just never really thought it was anything perfectly wrong with it, you know?
0: It's kind of just something I always accepted. Yeah, each time we sort of come across it and that it's same thing. We um, we either we either leave it behind or it walks off. So it it, it keeps up with its other appearances in the film. Um, it might just be the fact that um, this is sort of happening here so close to the end. Just trying to think. It's it's no, you couldn't you can't compare it to Jurassic Park and sort of us running away while the Tyrannosaurus sitting there fighting the Raptors. Um, or even um. Even seen the wrecks in the in the SS Venture because we know we get it back later on <laughs> for the end <laughs> scene. so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Thunder Rumbles as Eric calls out Dad again, and we can still see those flames continue the burning around the crane. And as Amanda's crying and yelling, Paul, <laughs> you could have, you can't leave me I like this. A, a soaking wet Paul Kirby rises from the water behind him like the thing, or <laughs> the swamp creature, and, uh, Right beside that engine salvage barge, which we've uh, been talking about earlier, and uh, we only get a sort of produ- one production image of that barge, but uh, here it is half submerged in the water, and it's got another one of them cranes on it as well, which it, it doesn't have the boon, though; it's only got the canopy there, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: probably something that's already fallen off in the river long ago, maybe during the hurricane. Paul answers America, Amanda's cries from behind. I'm not going anywhere, and that's when the. Uh, the Kirby's hug once again reunited and Paul Grant's just standing there with nothing to do in the dr- drenching rain as they uh, embrace each other. So again, that's, that's the end of the river river sequence too. Like we've mm-hmm. uh, discussed it where it comes with uh, some of the other other things. I think it's one of the high points of the uh, the film as well, along with the mm-hmm. aviary sequence.
1: Interestingly, this is the big rain scene uh, super predator attack, but it comes at the end instead of the middle of the movie. Hmm. You know, the other two movies, it always came around the middle of the movie, the T-Rex breakout and the T-Rex, the two T-Rex attacking the trailers both happen about center, about one hour into the movie. And this is at the very end, basically. I mean, the only thing after this is reconciliation and raptors, you know? (laughs) Well, we mentioned
0: it. A couple of minutes ago, it sort of follows a lot with what we get later with Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. If you uh, if you acknowledge that that was supposed to rain before the uh, this Main Street fight, and then with uh, the mm-hmm. Indoraptor on the roof of the mansion in the Fallen Kingdom, True. they have the big rain sequences at the end. Mm-hmm. But that's where we uh, transition away from the night and the rain, and we get a sort of happy looking Grant that um, standing there. We get a sort of a cut of him looking ahead and. Uh, blurry image of uh, what I've always thought was the beach or the ocean um, through the trees ahead of him, but the more you look at it, you can sort of see, well, now it's the pre-dawn light coming over the hills.
1: But at the same time, they're pretty close to the beach, because look at the soil, it's sandy.
0: Yeah, I know. It it could be either. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just well, weird you, that...
1: The... You get sand into the jungle uh, like a, I don't know, a couple meters in, so you, they're, it's at the point that they uh, they're walking away from this, and the raptors interlude they're, again, it's still sandy soil, and beyond that is the beach. Mm. So they're not too far from the beach uh, either.
0: Yeah, yeah. We once again get the uh, the birds chirping in the background as uh, early morning, and the jungle begins to wake, and we get all those jungle noises return. We pull back to the Kirby's and can see Grant's further away from them. But uh, Paul asks them if they remember when they went fishing a couple of summers ago. Uh, he was putting the boat into the water and the trailer sank. Uh, the tow truck driver tried to pull us out but got dragged in too. <laughs> 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 I, I, the boat trailer's supposed to sink. I don't. Maybe he didn't. Uh, he didn't um, untie the boat from the trailer
1: there are some where you can back the boat the truck up into like a ramp into the water if it's like a small enough boat mm-hmm. but i mean i mean yeah the trailer is made to sink but it's not made to like pull the car in i mean i think he left it in reverse or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> or he's or is backed it off the side of the boat ramp and um off there yeah. <laughs> but I just the fact the tow truck got dragged in too, like how confident was the tow truck driver that he couldn't hook up and pull us both out without realizing that uh, what he was pulling out was heavier than what his tow truck could handle. <laughs> but the whole time you you know that Paul was just sort of over on the side looking like a very uh, a dog that was in trouble.
1: You <laughs> he, uh, he head down with those big eyes. I've I've been in that position. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, and the, uh, there was one time, uh, my car went. Off, I mean, this is going to be a short tangent. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. But my car uh, went off the road into a ditch, and my car actually came out fine, but it bent the axle a little bit. But the wheels had been on the car. I bought it used, and the wheels had been on the car for so long, that the tow truck driver had me. Um, he couldn't get the bolts off the the tire to change the, fl- the one flat tire. Oops. He, and he, so he got out a tire iron, one of those four, one of those four peg tire irons. Yep. And they had me jump on it. <laughs> and I ended up bending it. <laughs> so I, I'm jumping on it and he sees it's bending and I pull it and the, it's very clearly bent and and longer. It's like steel too. It's, so it's And I'm like, Sorry, man.
0: <laughs> uh, now what?
1: <laughs> I know. So he, he just gave me a ride to uh, ride to the uh, local uh, auto shop, and I, I guess they probably welded the things off or something. Mm. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that, I've definitely been in that position.
0: <laughs> and maybe if. Um... Maybe if they had more time to work on the script and the film here, we might have got a flashback of it as well, which would have been great to see, but that's uh, that's minute 75 on the whole. Over at uh, Script and Novel Comparisons, last minute we had Grant climbing the crane when he found that uh, resonating chamber in the camera bag and blew through it. And here, uh, the crane is t- close to tipping when a single raptor appears from the darkness, chirp barking at the Spinosaur, uh, who simply bats, bats it away. Um, but then more raptors come, and even more soon there are dozens gathering, circling, which this would suggest there's, <laughs> there's a lot more raptors appearing here than what we actually see in the film. Because we know there's probably five or six, um, but this is saying over a dozen, or dozens, which would be more than 24, you'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, which is a pretty big that, pack. That'd have to be all of them. That,
1: that, I was going to say, that'd probably <laughs> every one would be one of every one of them on the island.
0: But we know... We know from that nesting site earlier where there was 13, 12 or 13 nests, mm-hmm. we, um, we know that there is a pretty large population of raptors on the island. I don't yeah. I don't see the one female laying that many eggs. <laughs> but uh, Grant stops signalling, and all three survivors watch with uh, horrified fascination, knowing their fate is perilous, uh, no matter which side wins, which just takes me back to the, the Predator taglines, and that whoever wins, we lose, and, <laughs> and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> which... Is, is true, like, they got the Spinosaur trying to bash him off the crane and all the raptors here. We know, or well, from the Lost World novel at least, that the raptors can climb scaffolding or, or climb structures like that, so you'd want to be quiet and hope you didn't get noticed by the raptors when they come in, but looking at his adversaries, adversaries. looking at the raptors come in, the Spinosaur roars, which, interestingly, they caught his... Uh, maybe alluding the is supposed to be male, maybe maybe mm. not. Um he suddenly the raptors attack. The spinosaur easily handles the first few, but uh like ants, they just keep coming. They uh climb up his back, slicing him and into him and uh with their razor sharp claws. Grant yells jump and they um or well, jump, swim for the far shore and the free drop off the crane into the water. So he'd hope there was enough uh well, the water was deep enough beside the crane and the dock there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otherwise there might be some uh wheelchair patients that come out of this um, meanwhile the fight continues, the Spinosaur rallies shaking off many of the raptors but they just keep coming uh, they hook the claws, dig in scarring the meat to the bone and uh, the Spinosaur puts up a brave fight to the end but uh, finally collapses dead the raptors continue to shred it to ribbons then one of the uh, raptors looks over to see this swimmer's, or the survivors swimming away but uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush and it goes back to its meal Green is trying to move them along, still heading downstream, but Eric won't budge another foot. He and Amanda want to wait for Paul to surface. And that's when uh, Amanda and Eric have their heart-to-heart, much like we've seen in the film. And then from somewhere off screen, we can hear a voice say, listen to your mother, when they uh, then they realise that it's Paul and all three embrace. And that's when we cut to a white beach as the four sit in the light rain on the sands, which is going to take us a little bit further away to what we get in the film as well. But the... Uh, Spinosaur, dead. Killed by the raptors.
1: Yeah. That scene in general, the scene is almost more dynamic than even in the film.
0: Yeah. And we sort of, we mentioned fan service when... no, we're going to mention fan service in the upcoming October issue of Jurassic Minutes where here here it's sort of one of those things too, this is maybe retribution for those fans that weren't a fan of the uh, Spinosaur killing the T-Rex well now the Raptors are going to come in and do what what the Tyrannosaur couldn't (laughs) um, which would have been a real interesting ending if we'd got it Uh, I don't know how gruesome I don't think we would have seen it getting slashed to shreds like they are described in the script but it would have been an interesting turn anyway and briefly over in the uh, novel uh, Amanda and Eric cry at dad as uh, Paul or cry at dad as uh, Paul's crane collapses Paul rides the boom into the um, sea of fire below so again that would have been a lot more interesting too seeing Paul actually fall down through the fire into the water
1: mm-hmm.
0: Grant tells them they should keep moving that thing could circle back uh, meaning the Spinosaur that left um, but uh, Eric says no yeah, we can't leave dad and, um, and we get the same heart-to-heart between uh, Eric and Amanda when Paul merges and says, good thing, I've been swimming at the Y, which I'm guessing is y- YMCA. Um, yep. And then uh, mm, yeah. at dawn, uh, Alan leads the group uh, on a hike along the river. Um, they were exhausted, but they keep their spirits up, or try to keep their spirits up. And uh, that's when we get the story about the fishing trip um, as they're walking along, not, not sitting down resting like we do in the film. But uh, that's a very different mm-hmm. um, minute to, to what we got in the film. David, is there anything else you want to discuss before we get heavy for the
1: week? I think we're good.
0: If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at thelostworldminute.com. The main website is drasticminutes.wordpress.com. And you can find the Lost World Minutes and Jurassic Minutes over on Facebook with the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram?
1: Uh, Twitter, where you are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast.
0: Some of the worst things
1: imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? No. This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Uh, are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven could get me on. You're Hello? Charlie! 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 Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! Take the phone to mommy! It's the... it's the dinosaur there! Okay.